This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back in better than ever, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, but the most important guests I'll have today will be you. Let's line them up right now. 888-SAY-ESPN is my phone number. 888-729-3776. Your hot takes are coming right after mine. I will give you my hottest takes coming out of a jam-packed NFL Sunday. Frankly, a little juncture in sports. Unprecedented. A week unlike anything we've ever seen. In this week, we have full football, most of college football. Oh, by the way, the baseball playoffs start tomorrow. Oh, by the way, the NBA finals start Wednesday. We couldn't be busier, and I couldn't be more delighted you're with me. 888-729-3776. Your NFL hot takes are coming after mine. So load them up right now. We need them hot on this Monday because they're busy. I want to know the most important things you saw, you learned, you believe coming out of yesterday in the NFL. Here come mine. Number one, Aaron Rodgers is the best we've ever seen him. The best. The Scorched Earth Tour is everything we thought it might be and more. And here's why. Because like a wily, crafty veteran pitcher, he now knows more ways to beat you than he did when he was at his absolute physical best. And he's still close enough to his physical best that the combination is lethal. And I don't know exactly what the psychology of it is, but it's fascinating. No one will ever be able to convince me that the decision the Packers made to draft a quarterback, to trade up and take Jordan Love in the first round, isn't contributing in some way, in a positive way, to the way Aaron Rodgers is playing, to the way Rodgers is dominating the sport. Last night, no Devontae Adams, no problem. Ryan Clark made a great point on Get Up this morning. The great quarterbacks can elevate players you've never heard of. Alan Lazard can all of a sudden start looking like a superstar. Marquez Valdez-Scantling and all these other guys. No Devontae Adams, no problem. Rodgers in total control last night. He's talking about buying into what the offense is. He's talking about feeling more comfortable with Matt LaFleur and the rhythm of the play calling. There is so much psychology involved in this. It is endless. But at the end of the day, the first and most significant one is this. Aaron Rodgers is back, and he is as good as we have ever seen him. And as a result, the Packers are not as good as they were a year ago when they went 13-3. and They're better. Because they went 13-3 and last year with Aaron Rodgers so far below his best. Forget the numbers. I know he threw 26 touchdowns in four picks. Aaron Rodgers does that in his sleep. Telling you right now, Aaron Rodgers last year was not as good as he is this year and is going to continue to be. And what they do from here, I have no idea. I have no earthly idea what they will wind up doing regarding his future and the future of the quarterback that they ridiculously drafted. But I'll say this. If that decision to do what they did with Jordan Love actually did light this fire under Rodgers for whatever reason and in whatever way, then in that way it will have been worth it. Because it rejuvenated the best 
player we've ever seen at the position. That's who Patrick Mahomes is coming for. Not the greatest. Tom Brady is the greatest, the most accomplished. That's not even a debate. But Rodgers is the best. And he is that again right now. So to me, that's number one. The guy he beat last night, Drew Brees, is the opposite. Can the Saints win the Super Bowl this year? Absolutely. But the difference is, they're going to have to carry their quarterback. That's not a complaint. It's not an insult. It's not a criticism. The man's 41 years old. That's what happens. John Elway got carried to two Super Bowls at the end of his career by a Hall of Fame running back. Peyton Manning got carried to a championship in his final game by an all-time great defense. The Saints are going to have to figure out ways to do it. That's not to say Breeze won't have a good year, and it's not to say he's not a good player. But what he's not anymore is the reason you win the championship. We've got Breeze. I don't care what you have. Because the opposite of Aaron Rodgers, who can do it now regardless of who's not there, a.k.a. Devontae Adams, is watching Drew Brees play without Michael Thomas. It's sad. It's, candidly, it's stunning. Brees is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. And he is the most accomplished. He has put up more prolific numbers than any quarterback in NFL regular season history. And he has been on the wrong side of two of the worst losses you've ever seen. That could have, both of them could have kept him from winning championships. I'm not talking about last year. That wasn't such a terrible loss. It was a home overtime playoff loss. Of course, it was devastating and heartbreaking. But the two before, the terrible call or non-call in the game against the Rams, that completely flips the result. And the year before, the Minneapolis miracle. Those are two of the most ridiculous plays to lose games in, in either circumstance, and maybe both. Breeze had the team to win the Super Bowl, and he still had the arm to do it. I don't believe he does now, watching him, and I don't think he gets it back. That doesn't mean they can't win, doesn't mean he can't win. And he can absolutely still win you a few games here and there and make the right play and a few big plays. But he will not be tearing up the league the way we saw Drew Brees at his best. So if they're going to win one, they're going to win this one. They're going to win it for him, with him, and for him, but not exclusively because of him. We talked about that this morning. Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees on Get Up. Here is my friend Ryan Clark with his assessment. As the Green Bay Packers go throughout this season, what they will think to themselves is we can win because of the guy that is playing quarterback for our team. What the Saints will, will think is no matter what happened, it won't be a Minneapolis miracle. It won't be a Kyle Rudolph push off. It will not be a missed defensive pass interference. The reason the Saints won't win the Super Bowl this year is because their quarterback can't do it. Mm. And that's something that they haven't dealt with in a decade and a half. And, and so that's Ryan's perspective on it. And again, I respectfully disagree. I believe they can do it, but I agree that he won't be the reason that they do it. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, quoting home insurance, just got easier with Progressive's home, quote, explorer, quote, and buy all online at progressive.com. Hot takes next. Bears, quarterback switch meant they never wanted to play Trubisky in the first place. I almost feel bad for him, except he's no good. He's a bad player, and as a consequence of that, he was just a terrible draft pick. That was one of the worst. That's going to go down as one of the worst picks ever. I hate to say it, but that's what's going to happen. Sam Bowie, move over. The fact that Mitchell Trubisky, that they traded up in Chicago to take him, with Patrick Mahomes still on the board, much less Deshaun Watson, but Patrick Mahomes, who was going to be the Michael Jordan of football, 
Hence the Sam Bowie analogy. That's who Mitchell Trubisky, unfortunately, that's his lot in life. But yesterday he threw his last terrible pass as a member of the Chicago Bears, assuming Nick Foles doesn't get hurt. Because the fact that they went to this switch as quickly as they did, they're a 2-0 football team. He's having a bad day. This is a quarterback who had thrown three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to come from behind and win two weeks before. But Matt Nagy went to the bullpen as quickly as he possibly could, as quickly as he realistically could with a 2-0 football team, which tells you everything you need to know. He never had any interest in making that work with Trubisky, and frankly, I don't blame him because he sees more than I see. It was a bad pick. It was a bad fit. I hope Trubisky, I've never met him in my entire life. I'm sure he's a nice guy, and I hope he finds success somewhere else. My gut feeling is it'll be as a backup. Nick Foles is the quarterback of the Chicago Bears now, and that's the way the coach wanted it all along. Dan Orlovsky said it on Get Up this morning, and I agree. Mitch Trubisky will never throw another pass for the Chicago Bears again, assuming Nick Foles stays healthy. I'll play you one more cut from this morning. Here was Rex Ryan, who is not a believer in Foles, and injury is the primary reason why. Here was Rex this morning on Get Up. Nick Foles has never been the answer as a starting quarterback. I don't believe he's going to be the answer now. And the durability also is a, is a problem. And he could have thrown three interceptions in, the, in this game as well. So, yep. to me, I'm not buying it. I like the fact that he got rid of the visor later in the game. So, that made a big <laughs> difference. But here's what's going to happen. And I, and I know Bear fans won't want to hear it. At some point, he's going to come back in because Foles will not stay healthy. So that's Rex. He believes Trubisky is going back on the field. We're not necessarily saying different things. Foles will not get benched, but he might get hurt. And yes, it's true. He threw a few balls that could have been picked. He also threw five touchdowns in this game yesterday. He throws one that gets wrestled out of the hands of his receiver. He throws another that his receiver drops. It's initially ruled a touchdown. They look at it again. They correctly overturn it because the ball hits the ground. But Foles basically was an eyelash from throwing five touchdowns yesterday. And he just has a little bit of that magic in him. And at the end of the day, you got to try it. You're a 3-0 football team. You have things you can accomplish this year. You've got to try it. They made the right decision yesterday. I have no complaints. I don't blame the coach. I think he did the right thing. As evidenced by the fact that they came back and won. And then let's talk about the team they came back and beat. How do you bounce back from this if you were the Atlanta Falcons? That is back-to-back about as bad a pair of losses as we have ever seen. In fact, let me remove the about, and let me read you a tweet that I saw from my friend Field Yates, who posted this this morning. Over the last 20 seasons, no team has blown multiple 15-point fourth-quarter leads in a single season. The Falcons just did it in back-to-back weeks. I thought they couldn't lose a game worse than the one they lost to Dallas. I was wrong. That one yesterday is worse, if only because it comes on the heels of the previous one. And I'll say this. The world is lining up to destroy Dan Quinn, their head coach, call for his job. I can't argue. I can't defend the coach. But I will say in that, the players are getting off awful easy. Awful easy. Feel free to stop somebody. Feel free to make a first down. Feel free to know how to defend an onside kick. I understand the coach bears responsibility, but the players do too. You blow back-to-back leads like that in the fourth quarters, it's not just the coaching. It's not. Those players should be looking themselves in the mirror too, and I hope they are. 
And while I, everyone is sitting there telling me, all my players on my set this morning are telling me that the, the, Dan Quinn has lost that team. Well, you know what? They've lost more than that. It's your job as a professional football player to know how to cover an onside kick. It's your job as a professional football player to make one play in the fourth quarter. To lose a lead like that, you have to do everything wrong. It's not like they lost that game to Joe Montana. They lost it to Nick Foles and a Bears offense that, is, that, that hardly will remind anybody of the skill position talent they have in half a dozen other places this year. So the Falcon players, I think, deserve, they're getting off awfully easy. They can feel very lucky today that their coach has become a very convenient target of all the ire out there, which is fair. But at the end of the day, the players, I think, have to take some responsibility for that as well. Now, I'm going to want to get, I want to get to your calls here and your hot takes, so I'll save some of the rest of mine. I have a whole sheet of them I haven't gotten to yet, and I will, I promise. But right now, I'm coming to the phone lines, and you can be a part of Greeny Nation here on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN for your hot takes. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It is official. College football is back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a story near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Head to any store you would like and find yourself a nice 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Okay, but the calls today are going to be your hot takes on the NFL. I'm saving my Russell Wilson stuff. I'm saving my Dak stuff. I'm saving my Carson Wentz stuff. All that is on the way, but right now I want to hear your stuff. Bubba, who's our first caller? Who's our first hot take? We got Joey in Arizona. Joey on Arizona, you're on ESPN Radio. What's your hot take? Greeny, man, thanks for having me on the show. Aaron Donald is going to be the first defensive player since Florence Taylor to win the MVP. It's a quarterback award. But for what he means to that team and for what he's already done for that team, he is arguably the best player in football, easily at that position. But I think he's the most valuable to his team. Overall, I think that's a, two sacks in the fourth quarter yesterday. Yeah. He's unreal. I'm not fighting with you at all on that one. I like it. In fact, I don't even think it's that hot a take. I don't know if he's going to wind up winning MVP, but he's the best player in the sport because there's some debate. I mean, Mahomes is probably going to be generally considered the best, but don't tell that to Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. There's no defensive tackle in this league who isn't saying, oh, yeah, Aaron Donald is the best. And boy, did they get screwed yesterday. We haven't even gotten to that yet. Aaron Donald made plays that should have won that game yesterday. And yes, you can't give up a third and 22 and all the rest of that. I get it. But I never want, I don't like it when players and coaches, when there's a bad call that changes the outcome, tell me, well, well, there was a play here and a play there and all these different plays. Stop. That one call decided the game. If they don't call pass interference on a play that it clearly was not, then the Rams win. They turn the ball over on downs. The game is over. So Aaron Donald's team got screwed yesterday completely. And he is the best player in football. Baba, who's got our next hot take? We got Wilson in New Orleans. Wilson, go. How you doing, man? Thank you for having me, Greeny. I just wanted to get this out the way. Dak Prescott numbers tell a lie, Greeny. All he does is throw for a lot of yards when they're losing the game. They need those yards in the beginning of the game. Then we got people who come out and screw these stats. Oh, he threw for 400 yards and they needed every one of them. How about we need them in the first half? How about that? That's fair. And it's me you're talking about. I'm the one who said that on TV today. They needed every one of the 450 yards he threw for last week and every one of the 400 and whatever it was he threw for yesterday. But Wilson, his defense stinks. 
So I don't know how much of that you want to blame on Dak and how much of it you want to blame on a terrible defense. They gave up 400 yards. They give up a 400 yards of offense before they get out of bed in the morning. The Cowboys defense is terrible. So Dak is fighting that and they want to be a balanced team. They have Zeke. They have this good offensive line, even with the, losing the center. They want to have balance in their offense, but they can't because their defense puts them so far behind in all these games. And yes, Dak makes the one huge mistake throwing the pick before halftime. That turns a one-point game into a seven, whatever it was, an eight-point game. And that kind of changes the dynamic a little. But And he's going up against Russell Wilson, who's going to make a lot of defenses look bad. But I'm not sure how much worse any of them could look than he made them look today. So I hear what you're saying. And yes, some of those Dak numbers feel a little hollow. And yes, he makes the mistake at the end on that third down. First of all, the fact that he didn't get sacked on that play, which would have ended the game, is extraordinary. And a testament to how incredibly athletic he is to stay up at all. But then, yes, he could have thrown that ball into the seats and had one more shot on fourth down. So he's not perfect. You want to pick apart Dak Prescott a little bit today? I'm good with that. But at the end of the day, the reason he's always behind is because his defense stinks. That's the biggest factor. Greeny with you on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Right now, your hot takes off an NFL Sunday. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, uh, first of all, Wilson, grow up. Second of all, we're going to Ricky in <laughs> Philadelphia. Hashtag Bubba is a crazy cowboy fan, which is the opposite, I'm guessing, of Ricky in Philadelphia. Go ahead, Ricky. What's your hot take? Well, Greeny, thanks for having me on the show. You actually just talked to my roommate, Joey. What up? And uh, I think okay. it's time for the Wentz wagon to leave Philadelphia. You know, two interceptions in each of the last three games. Now, Mr. Greenberg, you're no, uh, you're not, you're used to having injuries on your team and things like that. Being a Jets fan, but I think Carson Wentz since that injury hasn't been the same. Time for Jalen Hurts to step up, and if not, then I think Trevor Lawrence enters the conversation if the Eagles drop a bunch of games in a weak NFC East with the number one pick. Every team in the league wants Trevor Lawrence. Hilarious. Every fan whose team is off to a bad start. Listen, I appreciate the call. Carson Wentz is playing badly. And yes, I did an essay last week that demonstrates that Carson Wentz is an average quarterback. But you know what? They have a below average team. The Eagles are a bad football team. All of their problems are not Carson Wentz. I'm not suggesting he's the solution. He obviously isn't. You're 0-2-1 and had to pull out a tie against the Bengals. So that's a disgrace and a disaster. And I totally get your frustration. And we're going to have a conversation later about why punting for the tie was the right thing to do. Even if Peterson himself sort of went back on that this morning on his radio interview on WIP. But I continue to disagree with him and I disagree with Orlovsky and Ryan Clark and Rex and everybody. But the point of it is this. Yes, I get being down on Carson Wentz. I would be down on Carson Wentz if I were in your position as well. But Carson Wentz is not He's only the biggest problem on the Eagles because he's the most important player. Because he's the quarterback and he has a $100 million contract. But he isn't the biggest problem to the extent that they have a lot of holes on that team. At the end of the day, the Eagles stink. Do I have time for one more hashtag bubble? Let's sneak in one more if we can. One more hot take. Who we got? All right, we'll head out to Arizona. Kevin. Kevin, what do you got? Thanks, Green, for having me on. You just talked to my roommates, Ricky and Joey. What up, Greeny? <laughs> my hot take is about the Rams. I think they're going to lose eight more games to go 7-9, and nine, and I also think Louisiana Lafayette could beat the Jets. I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> okay. All right, first of all, I don't know what is going on with this roommate Joey thing. So, But if those were prank calls, they were actually pretty good, so I don't have any complaints. 
So what I'll say is, A, Louisiana, Louisiana Lafayette and the Jets is a pick'em game. B, I forget what the first one was already because I was so thrown by your roommate Joey yelling, what up, Greeny, in the background, that you did it. If your goal was to throw me, you succeeded. So congratulations. Those are the hot takes. We'll take more of these as we go. Again, my number, as always. Can I give you one more thing to close up to button up the Eagles conversation? My friend Hembo posting this today. Hembo, who is from Philadelphia and is a huge Eagles fan, he posted the following. According to ESPN's Football Power Index, the Eagles own the toughest remaining schedule in the NFL. The Cowboys have the easiest. Hembo writes, the season is over, friends. I will tell you as we continue why Hembo is wrong. And so are the Eagle fans. Season is not over. Also coming up, I will tell you which is the best team in the NFC and why their coach deserves all the credit. Greeny, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. And we talked about Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, and they look great. And we talked about Russell Wilson and Seattle, and they look great. And the Bears are 3-0. and And there are a lot of really good teams in the NFC. But there is one that is the best. The best team in the NFC is Tampa Tom and the Buccaneers. The Bucs are the best team in the NFC, and I will give the coach the credit. And we talked about it here, and it was certainly not an original thought. That this whole no-risk-it-no-biscuit thing was not going to work with a 43-year-old quarterback. And if you watch that team play yesterday, and I know they're playing a bad Denver team, and I know last week's win was against Carolina, I'm not telling you that they are a finished product. But what I am telling you is, when Tom Brady has thrown two one-yard touchdown passes to Mike Evans, that looks like a Tom Brady team. They stopped calling the game like Jameis Winston was the quarterback, and they've started calling it like they have Tom Brady. Brady's offense looked like the Patriots offense yesterday and Brady can still do it. And he threw one ball yesterday to OJ Howard that there is not a quarterback in the world who wouldn't be envious of the throw that 43 year old Tom Brady made down the field yesterday. So the Buccaneers are the best team. You know why? Because they can play defense. I think Tampa and Green Bay are the two teams to watch in the NFC because they can stop people. If New Orleans gets Michael Thomas back, maybe put them in that category. Dallas's defense is atrocious. And ultimately, Seattle's defense will be their undoing. Russell Wilson is, he might right now be the best player in the sport, but he can't do it by himself. 
And their defense is so bad, so bad. They can't rush the quarterback at all. These teams need to figure out something on defense. Tampa has a good defense. There are no great defenses in the NFL. So they have a good defense, and good right now equals great. When no one is great, then good is great. So Tampa's defense is great because it's at least good. And they have Brady, and they've got weapons, and they can run it, and their coach, I give him credit. He talks a lot. He says all kinds of silly things, Arians. But in this case, I think he got this one exactly right. They have molded that team into being a Tom Brady offense right before our eyes in two weeks, and they will be much better a month from now than they are today. So to me, my straight talk is the Buccaneers are the team to beat in the NFC. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. They also have a great start through things that they have no control over. Atlanta, who absolutely should be 2-1, and one, is instead 0-3 and, and reeling and may fire their coach. The Saints, who you would have expected to be off to a good start and who obviously beat Tampa week one, have dropped consecutive games for the first time in three years since then. And Carolina is Carolina. So the Buccaneers, who aren't anywhere near as good as they're going to be, are already in first place in that division. So all the news on their part is good. Quickly on Russell Wilson, because I didn't really get to talk about that off the beginning of the show. Russell Wilson is the best player in football. I understand Patrick Mahomes. I understand Lamar Jackson. I understand all this other stuff. And I, I guess I'll just use quarterbacks because really Aaron Donald is the best player in football. But as, as incredibly impactful as he is, he just can't influence the game as much as a quarterback can. And those young guys are incredible. We will see them center stage tonight. And they deserve all of the credit and the kudos they're getting. And the, the future is theirs. Candidly, the present is theirs. But Russell Wilson is as good as anybody, as good as anybody. And he has been for a while. And the true mark of it is his consistency. He's always good. Russell Wilson never isn't good. He's thrown 14 touchdowns in the first three games of the season. You know how many quarterbacks had ever done that before? Zero. None. Russell Wilson is right now as good as any, the best player, I'll say it the best player in football, and in my opinion, hands down the MVP. Also, DK Metcalf, I had him on DraftKings yesterday. No, no matter how upset his teammates were on the sideline with his giving away a touchdown by jogging the last five yards for reasons known only to him, I only wish you could have been in the room when I watched that play happen. That was, for all of you, who play fantasy or play the daily fantasy like I do on DraftKings, what a moment. My son walks in the room. He said, what's the matter, Dad? I said, it was all I could do not to throw a shoe through the television. Boy, was that a terrible moment. And it could easily have cost them the game. But you know what Russell Wilson does? He says to DK Metcalf on the sideline, we're going to win the game today because I'm going to come back to you and I'm going to give you a chance for redemption. And that's exactly what he does. And that's exactly what happens. He wills it. He speaks it into existence. And Metcalf is a great player, and that was a terrible mistake. But in the end, it didn't cost them the game because his quarterback is the best player in football. So much coming out of yesterday in the NFL. We will be on it all morning long. But up next, I will explain to you why the greatest player in sports may have had the worst day of anyone yesterday, and he didn't even play. Greeny, the podcast. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Greeny with you as we continue. And again, it was a, a really exciting and interesting and important Sunday in the NFL yesterday, and I'll get back to that in just a moment. But I told you that the greatest player in sports may have had the worst day of anyone yesterday, and that player is LeBron James. And the reason is... Be careful what you wish for. I don't know that the Lakers want any part of this Miami team. And I'll tell you why. They've got the two things that I think will give the Lakers the most trouble. I actually think the Lakers would have had an easier time with Boston, even though I think Boston is the better team. Uh, By better, I mean they have more good players. But any of you who remember, when we first found out who Jimmy Butler was, No one had ever heard of Jimmy Butler. He was a late first-round pick. He wasn't a well-known player coming out of college at all. And he made a name for himself playing in Chicago when the Bulls were going up against the Cavs in some good playoff series that got tough and physical. Those are the Tom Thibodeau Bulls teams. Those were good, tough series. And LeBron's teams always won. But Jimmy Butler gave LeBron everything he could ask for and more. And Butler, I first started taking notice because he played 48 minutes in every game. He never came out of those games, and he gave LeBron fits. He guarded LeBron. He is physical with LeBron. He can do things with LeBron that so few others can because he can match him physically, athletically, and nobody wants it more. So I don't think LeBron's going to have a lot of fun in this next round. And Bam Adebayo is not going to make life easy for Anthony Davis either. Anthony Davis has the advantage in every matchup, including this one. He's a better player than Bam. But Bam can do things almost no one can. And they've got Tyler Hero and they're well coached. That's a fascinating series. My pick is Lakers in six. But I would not be surprised if there was a point in this series that we believe they may lose. There was never that point in either of the previous three. I at no point thought they would lose to Portland or to Houston or to Denver. I believe there'll come a point in this series when I will question whether they're going to win. Ultimately, I picked them in six. And by the way, not only do you have LeBron going up against the Heat, where, of course, he won two championships and made four finals, but a little bit removed, you have Pat Riley against the Lakers. And Pat Riley against the Lakers is a big deal. For all of us old enough to remember the 80s, Pat Riley against the Lakers is a big deal. So it's a great final. I'm looking forward to it. It starts Wednesday. The games will be on ABC, and we'll certainly have a lot of coverage. It's a crazy time. I mean, here we are in the middle of the NFL season 
and the baseball playoffs start tomorrow and the NBA finals start Wednesday. It's hard to keep track of, but I'm grateful for it all and I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. Meanwhile, every day, I bring you a fascinating stat, which is brought to you by DraftKings. DraftKings is America's top-rated daily fantasy app. And today's fascinating stat is one that I cannot even believe I need to share. But it seems that a lot of my friends who played and coached football at very high levels need this clarified. But here's the stat. There are three potential outcomes when a football game is played, not two. And one of them is the worst of all. And that one isn't called a tie. A win is better than a tie. A tie is better than a loss. Let me prove this to you. Hashtag Bubba. Can you open your microphone, please, and answer a quick question? Yep. If I told you I could either give you $100, $50, or $0, would you say, well, no matter what happens, I don't want the 50 I'd rather have $0 than $50. If I gave you the three choices, would you list them $100, $0, and then $50? Would you do that? I would not. I would want $100, no, of course not. You know why? and 0 Right, because you're a, you're, you're a thinking human being. You understand the way, the, 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 the makeup of the question. So the idea that somehow Doug Peterson has to apologize, which it seems he did today, for opting to tie rather than lose a game in which his team stunk up the joint for 60, well, 70 minutes yesterday, is unbelievable to me. I can't believe I'm having this argument again. Because you know what else is happening in, in and around his team? The Dallas Cowboys lost yesterday. Washington and the Giants are awful, awful football teams. His division stinks. That tie could wind up getting his team in the playoffs. Seven, eight, and one might wind up winning the NFC East. So the idea that you would somehow, there was something less, I don't even know what word to attach to it. Less macho? Less, um, less honorable? Less, less, with less integrity? I don't know what it is. But the idea that you'd rather lose than tie is idiotic. It is. It's idiotic. And the analogy I just made is absolutely the right one. If I said to you, you can either have $100, $50, or $0, please put in order the order in which you would choose those. No one in their right mind would choose $0 ahead of $50. But a tie is worth 50% of a win in the National Football League, and a loss is worth nothing. So the Eagles are better off having tied yesterday than lost. And the fact that I even need to keep explaining that boggles my mind. Dan Orlovsky is coming on with me in 10 minutes. We'll yell at each other over that. We'll also yell at each other over his belief that Josh Allen is currently the MVP of the NFL. He's going to get very mad at what I'm going to say. But I'll give you a sneak preview. I'm going to say the world is overdoing it on Josh Allen. Josh Allen's a very good player, and it's a good story, and he's got an excellent team, and he has an interesting and somewhat unique skill set. He's a good quarterback. He has made himself into a very good quarterback. I take nothing away from him. I give him a lot of credit. The Buffalo Bills have as good a coach, you know, of the young group. I like, I like that coach, McDermott, in Buffalo as much as I like any of them, and they've got good pieces around him. They did it yesterday without John Brown. They were up 28-3 on the Rams. Should have lost the game, candidly, because that was a disgracefully bad call at the end. But that's not the point of the story. 
the Josh Allen is now an elite NFL quarterback narrative, I'm not buying. I'm sorry I'm not. I don't mean to incur the rash, the wrath, excuse me, of hashtag Bills Mafia, but that guy's a good quarterback. The word elite or the great quarterbacks, you're making a list before you get to him. And, and that is my definitive position. And Mr. Orlovsky is going to definitively disagree. And we're going to argue about a lot of things when he joins me next. We have a ton of football to get to with Orlovsky coming up. Plus, again, the NBA Finals and the baseball playoffs on the way with me, Greeny, on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can get more from Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN News. And don't miss Greeny on Get Up every morning at 8 Eastern on ESPN. Greeny, the podcast.